Welcome to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. In this podcast, I'm coming at you to deliver you a weekly dash of creativity to make your homeschool exciting for your kids, but for you too. We're going to explore all of the different ways to creatively homeschool. Games, field trips, unit studies, writing activities, kid businesses, art, and more. I'm your host, Julie Soule, longtime homeschool mom, shenanigan enthusiast, espresso drinker, and founder and co-owner of Soul Sparklets Art. I've helped thousands add creativity and joy to their homeschool, and I'm ready to help you too. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, everyone. It's Julie here. Today, I wanted to talk about a day in the life. I had several people reach out to me asking me, how do I do everything? How do I run a company and homeschool at the same time? Now, the first thing I want to say is everyone is different. I am fortunate to have a spouse and partner who works from the basement, a little bit like a troll. He loves being down there and kind of away from light, which is a little bit confusing to me, but maybe some of you can relate to that. But it allows me to have some flexibility and the flexibility in how I actually am able to kind of leave the house and do some things is a lot easier because he's here. And the other thing to note is my kids go to bed on the later end and therefore they get up a little bit later. So you can uh, listen to how I do my day and you can clearly maybe take a little bit inspiration or chances are also just as good that you listen and you go, wow, that's something that doesn't work for me. But in the interest of everyone who has asked and is curious about how I work things, here we go. So one thing to know about me is I have always been a little bit go, go, go. I prefer to be busy kind of all the time. Now, that is not that usual, I know, for people. And I have no issues, judgment, or anything in between with people who choose not to do this. But this is where my happy place is. And I think when you are working from home and you're homeschooling or with anything in life, it's important to find out what drives you. So I wake up in the morning, usually around 6.30, and I will get ready. Now, part of my getting ready routine is I read for about five minutes. That's it, everyone, five minutes. I tend to read nonfiction right now. I like to read things that are inspirational, other business owners and so on. It's kind of the fuel that I need to kind of get my workday going. But I don't make myself feel bad because I only read for five minutes. Quite the opposite. Having those little teeny tiny five minute bursts is enough that I do get books done. I mean, sometimes I might read for six, but I don't need to feel like I need an hour and a half to read a book. I read a little bit in the morning. It's just part of my wake up routine. I come downstairs generally during the middle of the week. And that's what I'll talk about during the middle of the week when my husband is also working. So generally he has the coffee made already, which is really, really helpful. So I can get the coffee. And at that point, I usually turn on a podcast. Podcasts are another way that I energize my mind. I tend to be someone who has a lot of nightmares. So one of the things I need to do is kind of chase the nightmares away. And one way I do that is by feeding it really, really good, fun stuff. I listen to business podcasts typically, but that can that can really change. So I listen to those while I'm kind of having coffee and breakfast. And then I usually, three days of the week, I usually go straight over to our athletic center, which I'm very fortunate to be able to afford and go to. And part of that, one of the days 
I see a personal trainer, and this is all involved in getting me the rehab that I need for my leg. So for those of you who don't know, in October of, I've lost count on what year it was, let's see, 2021, I had a DVT, I had a blood clot that stretched all the way up my leg and pretty much tried to kill me. I landed in ICU, I had kidney failure, I had my iron levels tanked, so it was a bit of a mess and physical therapy could only go so far and so I hired a personal trainer. So I'm very methodical about getting there to the gym, so to speak, not so I can necessarily go to a yoga class, but I do a lot of weightlifting and things like that. And I do that on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And on Tuesday and Thursday are days that I record. So I might be recording for this podcast. I might be recording video lessons or training or anything that will help our members or customers or people who are interested in teaching art or who do teach art. I do all of those recordings on Tuesday and Thursday. And the other three days, I am at the gym. When I come back, I am usually working until 10 o'clock in the morning. And that is usually when my kids get up or when I'm trying to get them up. I know some of you have kids who get up earlier than you and they get up quickly. Mine, I believe, are part sloth and snail. I love them dearly, but they are not fast movers like I am. So they eventually will come downstairs and have breakfast. And typically we will start homeschooling around 11. I always want it to be sooner. I try to get us at 1030, but realistically it happens at 11. But that's okay because I can get a lot of my work done during that time and it really works for my family. So we typically homeschool for one hour, one and a half hours, usually until noon or 12.30, they usually need a break. And so we will break for lunch. Sometimes they're not hungry yet, but usually I'm starving by that time. So they get a break to do whatever they'd like for a half an hour. Then we usually homeschool for a little bit more time, usually until 1.30 or 2. And then at that point, lots of things can happen. So on some days I am teaching online, so they might get a longer break. Or on some days we have homeschool gymnastics. We might go for a walk with friends. We might go to the beach. Just depends on what the weather is, what the season is, but we go have some outdoor time together. Or, you know, when we can't do outdoor time, that might be the perfect time for playing games or baking or so on. So very intentional kid time, which is written into my planner so that I never forget to make sure that I'm completely disconnected for a period of time to have that kid time with my kids. Then usually around four, I might have business meetings or I'm working usually from four to six. I am fortunate again that my husband actually likes cooking. I do not. So huge and mad props to those of you who are cooking on top of everything else and really huge and mad props to those of you who have taught your kids how to cook so that you can take some of that off you. I seriously cannot imagine what that is like. And I am really excited at the at what that could mean to teach my kids how to cook. But I think that's probably going to come from my husband. So we eat and then sometimes we'll go on an evening walk. Usually they still want a little bit of time to just kind of play on their own. So I'm able to get some more work done. Then there's showers and reading. We might watch something on Netflix. That's not super common, but they do like to make sure that I'm pulled away completely so I can do something with them. 
Maybe we'll play video games. We have a new hamster. So lately it's hamster time and we're playing with the hamster, but more intentional kid time with the family, with the husband. And then I go to bed around 10, not usually earlier than that, even though I want to, and usually not later than that. I am usually pretty wiped out by then. And then I'm up again in the morning. Now that's a lot of work a lot of homeschool and kind of flip-flopping. So basically when I'm not homeschooling, I'm working. But here's the big thing that I want to actually say. I've had the traditional eight to five, and that's been very different than running my own company. Running my own company and loving so much what I do and loving helping others doesn't feel as much like work as other things have felt like work. And I know so many of you listening out there don't have that. You don't have the ability to love what you do as much as you wish you did. And so that's different. But I think the key with all of this is knowing that you can homeschool in and around things, knowing that you need to find what lights your own fire and what fuels you. So for me, it's reading in the morning and podcasts, usually during lunch when I'm taking a break, I'm listening to something else that's a coaching call, something business related, trying to re-energize me. So whether that means yoga in the other room, whether that means cleaning a room, reading, a bubble bath, etc., those things I think are the most critical when you are working in homeschooling at the same time, they're the things that we feel like we can't really take advantage of, but they're the things that you need to. Because every single time I take those 10 minutes to do that thing that maybe I feel like I didn't have time for, that is my fuel. I am refueling myself. So if you are homeschooling and working at the same time, I really encourage you, even when it feels like you can't take the time, that fuel that you get from taking that time to yourself and making sure that you get it, even if it's 10 to 15 minutes, it doesn't have to be an hour and a half to refuel you. I really feel like that is absolutely critical. I'm also fortunate in homeschooling that my kids doing art projects alongside me are a huge part of Soul Sparklet's art. They're a huge part of the creative homeschool and on the language arts activities that we do. And so a lot of times I have them do things that actually feed into the business that I make. And that is, again, something that not everyone is fortunate enough to have. But I did want to say, like I said, homeschooling doesn't have to happen in four hour chunks. And neither does your mental time. Learning how to be okay with those 10 minutes here and there is kind of critical for being able to homeschool and work at the same time. But it definitely is possible. And If you've ever been really passionate about learning something and you know how fast you can pick it up, kids can do that too. So if you're worried that because you're working and you're not handling something and your kids don't know how to cook yet, it's going to be really easy for them to pick that up when they're passionate about it. So I think the other thing that I really live by is knowing that even if I don't get to something, they're going to pick it up anyway and making sure that I prioritize my mental health and my kids, and that I take a deep breath. And while I'm doing it, I pat myself on the back because homeschooling is not easy. Working is not easy. Doing both, definitely not easy. But I can do it. 
and I know you can do it too. So I hope this was a little inspirational to you who are listening, and I'd love to hear it. Please reach out. Let me know. What's your best tip for me being able to work and homeschool at the same time? I know that's one reason that we have a lot of uh, videos at Soul Sparklets Art in our Glitter Bombers membership so that kids can kind of do those videos and adults can, you know, take an hour and get that work done too. So that's something that we're continuing to add to our membership, kind of for that very reason, so that you can step away, even if it's just for a half an hour. Okay, everyone, have a great week. Until next time. If you have kids that are running away from writing instead of toward it, chances are you're feeling a little bit frustrated. But that's because so many writing programs out there have kids writing things like, tell me about your bedroom, instead of things that kids actually want to write. So I'd like to introduce you to the Delicious Diner course. What is it? It's a writing course for kids. It gets them writing effortlessly. They're having fun. They're creating their own delicious diner by marketing, writing help wanted ads, writing recipes, menus, learning about floor plans, writing, grammar, typing, entrepreneurship, and it's all through using Canva. There's even the first section of the course where I'm going to teach kids how to use Canva and how to get started. And if you're not familiar with Canva, you might really like watching it too. Canva is a graphics design software. You can use it completely for free. There is a paid version. You do not need the paid version in order to have fun with this course. But as an introductory offer, we are offering it for $10 off instead of $29. You can grab it for $19. It's a one-time purchase. It's for the entire family. Check the link in the show notes for the link to learn more and sign up and make sure to come hungry.